Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Welcome to another edition of Loan with Jen. Whether you're joining us on podcast or joining us on YouTube, I've got a great topic today. It is how property taxes work. So these are going to go through the basics of the definition, how they're even calculated, how property taxes can go up, and then how that might affect you later on. Whether you're buying a commercial property or residential property, you will surely get something from this session. I'm Jennifer Hernandez coming to you today from my home office. And I've got 27 years of lending experience and just we're going to dive right in. The definition of property taxes is real property that is affixed to land. So real property is defined as a structure. So it's filed of record with the state that you live in as real property. So that would be obviously a home. It could be a commercial building. It could be um, uh, an office building, apartment complex. So all of those entities, it could be a church. All of those things are taxed and subject to the tax in the city, state, county, municipality in which you live. So this is how it does work all over the country, uh, all over the U.S., the uh, local governments are the ones that collect property tax. So that goes into how things are determined, how they are calculated. So every municipality, some some states, counties call it municipality. Uh, in Texas, where I live, we call it a county. There's the county, there's the city. We don't really have towns in Texas, but we do have some small towns. But But whoever that governing district is. So for example, where I live, we have state tax or we don't actually have state tax actually in Texas. That's why it's popular to live here. Um, We have county tax. We have emergency services that need to be paid. So every homeowner has a little line in their tax. um, You know, their, their list of tax is emergency services, you know, hospital services, emergency services, that would cover police, et cetera. There's city for whatever city you live in, uh, county, I think I mentioned that, school district. So the school districts that are assigned to the area that you live, that's a tax as well. You may or may not live in an area that has what's called a water district. Okay, so a water district is a municipality that might have been developed through some type of a bond at development and that needs to be repaid. And so that's what that is. Okay. So those are the most common types of taxes and that number all together is added up. So where I live, my tax is 
three something something. It's 2.3 and a few numbers. Um, other states have a lot lower tax. Some of the states, for example, that have um, state tax, which Texas does not, but other states have a state tax and they have lower property tax because the state is already getting a good amount of money. So whatever your tax adds up to, 1.572, 3.892, whatever that number is that's voted on every year, by the way, every municipality, every local government renews tax and it can go down. Sometimes taxing authorities have lowered tax and sometimes it can go up and sometimes it can stay the same. So we'll talk about that in a later section on how your tax can change. But it's voted on every year. And then it's times your value. So how property tax is calculated is by taking the tax times your taxable value. So who determines the taxable value? The taxable value is determined by that local authority. So it's a, usually an appraisal district uh, in where we live. There's each county has an appraisal district. So like Harris County, Fort Bend County, Montgomery County, each county has an appraisal district. So, you know, I think that most of the states work that way. Um, you can check with your lo local lender or realtor and they'll be able to tell you. You can probably search it online. How is property tax calculated in Michigan, for example. So I, I researched, if, before I did this uh, session, I researched a few states and they all work just like we do. So I think I saw Rhode Island and Massachusetts. So the local authority will have a, an appraisal district. And then that appraisal district each year will reassess the property value and then that district will report the value to the taxing authority. So they exchange information. And then the bills, most, most states, the, the bills will come out for your property tax once a year. Um, there are some entities that you're allowed to, that you're allowed to pay twice a year, but I believe the bills come out once a year. And then it, uh, the property owner has to pay. So if you have, for example, a mortgage and your mortgage has an escrow account, then your escrow account with the lender would pay the actual mortgage. So we're talking about what are property taxes. So the local authority district, the appraisal district will report to the taxing authority like, hey, these, this property this year is valued for this. The they attach the tax to it. It's calculated. Now, I do want to talk about exemptions. So exemptions are discounts, pretty much. You get exempt from either all or part of property tax. So you will definitely need to check in the county that you live what you are eligible for. But the most common ones are veterans, senior citizens, disabled, people that have a disability, religious, if, if it's a religious organization like a church, there's usually some big discounts on tax there. 
If you live in an area that's got an ag exemption, if part of your property is producing, you know, a crop or something, you'll get an ag exemption. And so that very severely depletes your exemption, your, your tax that's paid. And then if you're a property owner and you live there as your primary residence, the most common one is an homestead exemption, which means I live here as my homestead and you'll get an exemption there. So exemption calculation does vary from state to state, city to city, from area to area. Okay. So um, what that exemption usually does is it carves out a portion of your value that doesn't have to pay tax. So for example, where I live, the exemption is equivalent to about 20% of my value of my property. So 20% of my property value is carved out. So that would mean if my property was worth $100,000, this is just the easy math. If my property was worth $100,000, 20,000 or 20% of that property value is just carved out and put to the side and that tax is not calculated on it. So it does save me some money. So your assessment will depend on what you qualify for as far as your exemptions. And uh, so just make sure that when you purchase the property, you want to make sure and check with the county where you live to know what exemptions are due to you. And you definitely want to file for those exemptions. Each year, the tax is calculated. Now, how is it paid? So the way that tax is paid is by the owner. Like we mentioned, uh, the bill will come to you directly and if you're just going to pay it. But if you have it bundled up in your loan, which is called an escrow account, and I will put in the notes of uh, whether you're on YouTube or podcast, I will put in the notes a link to a video that I actually have about what's an escrow account. So if you're a homeowner, you're listening to this and you have escrow or you're going to have escrow, you can understand how the dynamics of that work. So if it's bundled up in your mortgage, then your mortgage company will pay the tax once per year. If you don't have that kind of account, then you will have to pay per year. And just make sure to be aware of deadlines. Um, Usually they give you a month to 45 days deadline to pay the tax. You definitely do not want to be delinquent because they will charge you late fees, late fees and extension fees. So the last component, and by the way, let me hear your questions. I would love to hear your questions about tax, uh, property tax is what we're talking about. So just put, put a note in and let's, let's hear your questions for sure. Um, property tax, how they can change. So this is our last segment and it's really actually the most important because I think especially in the business that I'm in, which is homeownership, a lot of homeowners misunderstand how their payment can change over time if it's bundled in with the property tax or how their cash flow will change over time as a property owner. So this is a really important section. So you you have the yearly assessment of the value. And that's why, again, it's really important to make sure that you have filed with the county or the assessment entity where you live, the appraisal district. So in, in our area, it's the county name appraisal district, the Harris County appraisal district, the Fort Bend County appraisal district. So 
that district needs to have your exemptions on file so that you pay as little tax as possible. So make sure that you've got all your exemptions. Those exemptions usually limit you to caps to where your property value usually is almost like not frozen, but to where it's limited from going up each year. So that's a major, major benefit. Now, if you don't have any exemptions, like absolutely zero, none of this applies to you. The other thing to note that's super important is your your value can change at new ownership. So anytime there's new ownership, that is the appraisal district and the county's ability to get more tax out of you, to assess the property at a larger amount. So let's say I'm going to give you an example. Let's say I'm a homeowner and I have a house that is $350,000 the assessment. Let's say I bought it a long time ago. I've been living there 10, 15 years and I pay tax on 350, but I sell it. Let's say I'm going to sell the house this year and let's say it's worth 550. So it's like $200,000 more. I've been having a great time paying tax on 350 because I had my exemptions filed. I was limited. I got this benefit of paying a suppressed tax. So now I sell the home to a new buyer. And guess what? That new buyer will be subject to an increase in tax because the value is going to catch up to what they paid for it. I assure you, at least in the state where I live in Texas, for sure. So that is how that works and how tax can change. Now, it's also important to know that as values are increasing, so I'm recording this in 2023 and in 2020. One, really, 2020, 2021, there was an unprecedented amount of appreciation of values in this country, whether you have a commercial property, a residential property, it doesn't matter. And so what's important to note is that it's starting to take hold of these higher values, which will result in higher tax. And the values of these properties are going to start going up. When your property tax goes up, your payment will go up. So I just want you to be prepared to know how that will affect you. And I have another resource that I'm going to put in the notes about property values help my escrow went up. So if you do escrow, if you don't escrow, you don't need to worry about it. But if you do escrow and bundle your payments into your mortgage and you do find yourself with your payment going up because of a short payment on tax, your tax went up, You weren't funding the account with enough money and now you have a shortage and you have to catch that up. So that's a real important thing um, to manage, actually, if that's going to happen. So I hope that this covered a lot for you of what property taxes, how it can change. Please let me hear your comments. Visit me on YouTube. I've got a lot of resources just like this one. Loan with Jen on YouTube. Just go to YouTube Loan with Jen. Please like and subscribe this if you're having a good time and enjoying the information. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Alone with Jen, out. Thank you for listening to the Alone with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon. Mm-hmm.